Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Okay, how's everyone doing? Yes, I'm on at a special time today. I'm on at a special time today. I know I'm usually on late at night, usually 11 p.m. Pacific time, 2 in the morning Eastern time, but today I'm on at a, at a, uh, at a special time because I'm going to be bringing on a special guest very soon. And we're going to be talking about, <clears throat> well, the midterms was originally my idea to talk about this coming November and, uh, and what, you know, um, what the Democrats are going to be doing, what the Republicans are going to be doing, and basically how it's going to uh, pan out. I mean, if you went back a few months, everyone was saying it was going to be a, a just a tsunami, a tsunami. Um, for the, uh, for the, uh, Republicans, but, 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 um, you know, it, it's basically looking much tighter, much tighter, uh, right. Here. Um, I think we just, John just came in. Good, John. I was just going to actually send you, but you got it. You're in. Um, let me, let me go right now. I don't have to do any more introductions. I'll do a quick introduction. This is going to be John Ziegler. John's been on the radio. John's done podcasts. John's written. John's all over social media, just like I am. And uh, we're going to talk about the midterms, but also now, unfortunately, after what happened yesterday, we're going to have to talk a little bit about about the raid. Uh, all right, let me bring John in. Hopefully, this will work. I'm going to invite John to speak. John, you've been invited to speak. I think all you really need to do is uh, unmute your microphone, and I think you should be able to uh, to come on with me. John, are you there? Yep, let's see. We can try this. Hold on. We can try this a different way. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if we can do this. Okay. All right, John, I think if you unmute your mic, you're in the queue, you'll be able to uh, to talk. John, hello. Let's see if we can do it a different way here. Uh, no? Okay. Yeah, John, I think all you have to do is basically in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little microphone, and you have to unmute that. And there you go. John, I think you're with me. Hi, Mike. <laughs> John, welcome to the new world of apps and uh, call-in apps and uh, podcast apps and all this technology that we hate. But, hey, it does work eventually. Um, John. Okay, John Ziegler. John was on my podcast. God, it must have been maybe four or five months ago and we were talking about covid and everything covid that's how john and i met basically i think john you and i met on twitter did we not correct yes we met on twitter oh probably about a little over two years ago as uh, as all the lockdowns were happening and the mask mandates and all that and that's how we connected um but what i really wanted to talk about today because i think you and i have talked about covid ad nauseum for the last two and a half years i want to talk about the midterms first and then of course the uh, events of yesterday and how that might play into how the midterms pan out. Now, I was very excited a few months ago. I thought to myself, it's going to be a huge Republican tsunami. There's no way, there's no way anyone's going to vote for a Democrat after what the Democrats did to them for the last two and a half years with lockdowns and, and the destroyed economy and so on and so forth. But if you look at the polling that they're talking about, race by race, if you go through Congress, especially the Senate races, it doesn't look right now. 95 days out that the Republicans are going to do as well as they should be doing. Do you have any insight into why that might be? Well, I think so, since I've been saying all along that the reports of a massive red wave were 
greatly degraded. There's a lot of reasons why I've always believed that, and I continue to believe that. I'm happy to go through them with you now. Um, I think the first part of this equation is that there is a bit of a misreading of the 2020 election. If you look at the the 2020 election was unique in many ways. Um, You had an incumbent president uh, losing, which is highly unusual. You have uh, Joe Biden getting a record number of votes, largely because of mail-in balloting, uh, thanks to COVID. Um, But you also have the party taking the White House, losing seats in the House, and they should have lost seats in the Senate if Trump hadn't basically sabotaged the the Georgia situation. And so a situation where, um, in my view, the way I look at the 2020 elections, it, it was a it was simultaneously a presidential election and a bit of a midterm election for Biden. And what I mean by that is most people understood Biden was going to win. And so therefore, I think there was some semblance of it, an effort to check him that I think it helped, um, you know, Republicans in some house races. Republicans won almost every close house race here in California in 2020 and up several seats here in California. And of course, California has by far the most house seats. Now, most of them are not competitive, but I've always said to people who uh, claim that the Republicans were going to, you know, ride this massive red wave in the house. All right. Well, where are the seats going to come from? Uh, California has the most seats in the country by far. I don't see how Republicans can pick up even one seat in this state. So right there, you've got 50 plus seats that are at best a wash for Republicans. And by the way, California loses a a seat in this in this cycle due to uh, population depletion. And so um, so that's number one. Uh, Number two. The House is now so gerrymandered over the last couple of decades in both directions that there are incredibly few competitive races. And so, like, let's take 1994, right? That was the first massive red wave of of certainly my lifetime in the House where Newt Gingrich led, you know, this massive midterm victory in Bill Clinton's first term. In 1994, there were, I don't know, I'm, I'm off the top of my head, there were at least 100, maybe 150 districts that you would call competitive. And therefore, a, a huge wave was, was far easier than it is today. Right. Uh, t- today, I, I don't know what that number would be, but it's, a, it's, a, it's probably half, maybe even less than half of what it was in 1994. So it's not as easy to do anymore. It's not impossible, but it's not as easy to do. So that's number two. Then you have the Trump effect. And the Trump effect is, an, and I'm one of the last remaining conservatives who, <laughs> uh, if I, I might be the only conservative in the public sphere who um, never gave up my conservative principles even during COVID and still hates Donald Trump. Uh, and I've hated him from the beginning. And I've warned that uh, what the repercussions of Trump were going to be. And I believe in 
almost 100% right, if not more than 100% right, if that's possible. And uh, the Trump factor is huge here in two ways. One, a lot of the candidates are handpicked by him, right. which which is a an easy campaign issue for Democrats, especially in in non-red districts. And um, and two, I think nationally it it creates a a, a muting, if you will, of any sort of red wave effect, because I think people are, while they're not happy at all with what's going on with Biden and inflation and and everything else related to, to him, I think they're more hesitant because in a way it's going to feel like they're voting for Trump, especially by the way, if he announces he's running in 2024 before the 2022 midterms, which I don't know. I don't know how, what yesterday's events mean for that possibility but that's certainly there's certainly a chance of that happening and so that's number three is is the trump effect and then number four i would say is the media now you and you you know my understanding of you is that you were a democrat before covid right i mean was a bernie bernie crat right okay right so so but and so covid turns you in you know to an anti-democrat and there yes. are there are people in your camp, but they're all self-created. And what I mean by self-created is you looked at the data on your own. You researched it on your own. You you got outside the box. You didn't buy the propaganda that you were being sold. I, have, I hate to believe you, but you're in a very, very small group of people. Most people still, uh, you know, who don't pay that much attention believe what they're told, especially in the news media. And the news media um, has completely killed COVID as a reason to be angry at Democrats among the average citizen. I mean, if the average citizen knew, for instance, that mask mandates don't do anything and, and that they were lied to about vaccines stopping transmission and maybe even lied to about the effectiveness of vaccines and the side effects of vaccines. Right. If, if, right. if they were, if they were told all of that it, with universal widespread mainstream news media coverage, there would be a lot of anger among quote unquote average Americans towards Democrats. But the media has not done any of that. So I, I think Democrats are, are really kind of not totally safe on that front, but they're not going to, it's not going to be a great storm. It's going to be more of a drizzle effect uh, on, on the issue of COVID and related to that. And by the way, what's most amazing, and I don't, I haven't seen any good polling on this, but I'm not even sure. And Republicans, frankly, have done a crappy job of this. I don't know why. I'm not even sure that most average quote unquote people, voters connect the economic issues we're having today with the overreach on COVID. Now, that, that to me should be the message of the Republicans. That, that's John, I agree with you. John, I, I, I try to interrupt, but I agree with you 130% on this. Why are we not seeing Republicans making that connection? That is these Democrat-induced lockdowns and such that have killed the economy, and that's why the economy is in such bad shape now. Why, 
why isn't why are the Republicans making the connection between the COVID lockdowns, the Democrat policies, and the and the world we're living in now? I, the only explanation I can come up with is they're afraid that inevitably they'll be forced to criticize Trump for his role in that. Because let's be let's be clear, this started with Trump. Trump I mean, Trump. For all the reasons I hate Trump, you know, I'm not even sure it's in the top ten, but it, it's it's still a big reason. He he shit himself during COVID. Shit himself. I mean, right. he did. And, and and even worse than shitting himself after you know standing strong for about 15 minutes, then he shit himself. Then he tried to unshit himself. But the, the part that has me most angry, and I know that I should be angry at Democrats for this, and I am, but I'm also angry at Trump. If Trump had been pro-mask mandate, pro-vaccine mandate, and against opening schools, my daughters would never have worn a mask in school here in California. They right. would never have had school closed and right. would never have been threatened with a vaccine mandate because that's the way liberals think of him. Right. They, they, they automatically, like a Pavlovian uh, signal, they go in the opposite direction of whatever Trump says. Yeah, except John, except John, except for the vaccine. It was Trump's vaccine. It was Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, but but well, they forgot about that. They, you know, if you remember, <laughs> yeah, because it, it became Fauci's vaccine. That's well, why. well, no, well, no, well, it's you know, if you look, I'm sure you're much, very much aware of this. You know, while while we were still in 2020 election mode, Democrats were extremely skeptical of the so-called Trump vaccine. But here's my theory on what happened next. I think that they thought, and, and early data seemed to back it up, I think they thought this was going to work out perfectly for them timing-wise because the vaccine was coming to full fruition just as Biden took office, and it looked like the vaccine stopped transmission. Right. And, and they, they were going to be able to claim to the average person, the media would certainly carry their water on this. They were going to be able to claim, look what we did. We killed COVID just like we promised you we would kill COVID. And so they put everything into the vaccine. Well, the vaccine turned out to not stop transmission. Uh, I'm still curious as to why that precipitous drop that occurred you know, in, in tw- early 2021 happened. Is it because the vaccine maybe stopped transmission at the time for a short period? Was it because it was a natural cycle that just happened to coincide with the vaccine being, being available? I I don't know, but even I was convinced uh, for a time that Holy crap, the vaccines work like magic. This thing is over. Um, Democrats are going to be able to take credit for it. The economy is going to come roaring back immediately but then the following uh, fall and winter, we had the worst COVID outbreak ever. Right. Um, and, right. And so um, and so now they can't they can't claim that they did what Trump couldn't do, which was to, to shut. You know, that was the, the words of Biden were exactly I will shut down the virus. That's what he promised during the 2020 campaign. And then, of course, <laughs> early on in the vaccines, he said, if you get these vaccines, you won't get COVID. Well, how's that turned out? 
Well, but John, uh, I think we talk about COVID a lot and the Republicans not making the connection. The fact that you think I'm in the minority, even though Elon Musk, people like Elon Musk say who voted for Democrat their whole lives, they're going to vote Republican now. Okay, I think Elon, a lot of people, Elon Musk is a very smart guy who no, but I think, thinks uh, but I think for himself. But I don't think it's just COVID and lockdowns and regulations. I think it's also the fact that the economy sucks. I mean, inflation is through the roof. Gas prices through the roof. I think that's another reason why people are being turned off by Democrats. I mean, Democrats have been running the show for the last year and a half. Well, so let's I be clear. Let's be clear. I mean, Biden's approval ratings are an absolute disaster. They're, they, you know, they're they're a dumpster fire. Um, they're 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 worse. They're worse than Trump's were. Right. Uh, um, and at certainly at this point in time of his presidency, but at eighty eight percent, and the last poll I saw said eighty eight percent of Americans think the country's heading in the wrong direction, and the Democrats are the one who's been running the country for the last year and a half. You're telling me the Demo- the Republicans can't pick up one seat in the Senate? Well, one seat. Well, let's go through that. Um, this I didn't get to make this point earlier when I was going through my list of of problems, but. You know, the Senate map is terrible for Republicans. And even where it's good, Trump fucked it up. Um, Trump, uh, it looks like Trump fucked up Pennsylvania. He may have fucked up uh, Georgia again. I mean, I love Herschel Walker. I I mean, I was a, you know, I I actually didn't like him as a football player because I was a huge Notre Dame fan. Yeah, right, right. right. When he was at Georgia. But I mean, but, but I love his personal story. I, I think he's a good guy. He's not perfect. He's hardly the perfect candidate. But um, but, you know, I think if he if he didn't have the Trump stench all over him and if Democrats weren't so targeted in defeating him, I think he would probably win because he's going up against a, a really crappy, you know, now incumbent candidate. Um, but I can see Walker losing. And I'm someone who. You know, I believe I I think I tweeted way before he was even announced as a candidate yeah, that I but, that I thought that he would win he he could win that seat. So I you know if if Walker loses Georgia, uh, I could see a scenario where Democrats uh, pick up seats in the Senate. But here here's uh, more of my confusion, John. Maybe you can clear this up too. You're, you're talking about Republican endorsed candidates as being the kiss of death. How can that be? What in in the recent poll I just saw last week where Trump has put up against biden trump would win now so okay, how that's that's because of that's a, that's negative voting against biden that's not pot you know that, that's what trump fans don't understand I, I don't know how many times i'm sure you've seen this on twitter trump fans say there's no way biden got 82 million votes or whatever the hell it was he supposedly got no one likes this guy no one shows up at his rallies you know th- th- there's just no way it's not possible 82 million or whatever the number was weren't voting for Biden. 60 million of them were voting against Trump. He is hated with a deep, deep passion. Right. But John, but John, those 74 million that voted for Trump, most of those people really voted for Trump. He got the second most votes ever. Right. For Republicans. Yes. uh, (laughs) Yes. But a lot of those people were just voting against Biden. I don't know. And and Democrats. And I, I, so, I think Trump's base was and still is a lot more um, energized than Biden's. Okay, base. but 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 hold on. Even even by, uh, Trump's base, which I agree is more energized than Biden's, even Trump's base is is somewhat muted because a lot of them think that their votes no longer count, so they don't bother to fucking vote. That's part of what happened in Georgia in the runoffs. Yes, so, that's that's true. So, 
So, yeah. so, um, so Trump fucks us in every possible way. And, and I mean, if he, I mean, if Trump was paid by the Democratic Party to do what he has done uh, since uh, you know, 2018, he could not have delivered more. I, he is the only president in modern history in four years to lose the House, the Senate and the White House in four years. And by the way, during a time period up until the last year, which was an economic boom period. That's unbelievable. Although, John, you will you will remember, but John, you will remember that before the election in 2020, people thought the Democrats were going to do much better than they did in the House and Senate. They underachieved. Right. But I, I addressed that. I said right. that I said that in a, in a in a in a smaller way, 2020 was a little bit like a midterm election as Biden being the incumbent because it was so assumed that Biden would win. And I think that there were a lot of people who wanted there to be a check on him. I, and and I, I do believe, by the way, and California was a great example. I mean, the media never tells this story, but what Republicans did in the House in 2020 in those in those in that presidential election, I believe, had more to do with Gavin Newsom than than Trump or or anybody else. I mean, Democrats lost, I, I think, four or five seats mm-hmm. uh, in California in in 2020 which that they lost four or five seats to a party that doesn't exist here <laughs> so. well, now, let's talk about what i want to talk about is separate issues <clears throat> there are certain issues that i assumed and i still believe in a way i'm not totally losing hope that's that would help republicans in november and that is critical race theory we saw that in virginia right um wokeness we see people being tired of this getting by the day getting more tired of this democrat and this 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 wokeness and this uh as, as, as Bill Maher says, the, the, the party of no common sense, people are getting tired of that. There's all this stuff that I would hope would lead to these little indicators we've seen in these in these smaller races, like in Virginia, that would lead to a, you know, a big Republican, a big Look, Republican win. Mike, Do you think- I, I, I still believe Republicans will win the House and, I, and they might win the House by a decent margin. Um, I, I actually think that this climate bill whatever you know whatever you want to call it that they just passed is not going to help them i mean so here in the middle of an inflation crisis they're going to raise taxes when it looks like we're going into recession and we're going to focus on climate change and um and and oh by the way um you know got bernie sanders on record saying it's not going to do anything for inflation uh, um, I, I think that now Republicans might not effectively use all that, but I don't know that that, I don't, I don't see where that helps that, that bill felt like a, the, the last breath of a party that knows it's about to lose the ability to pass anything. Right. And, and Joe Manchin, you know, caved for whatever reason. And, you know, he didn't give them the, the full cake, but he gave them, you know, a third of the cake. Uh, that they were looking for as a going away party. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm not completely despondent. I'm just telling you why it's not going to be the tsunami that it ought to be. I mean, and you're basically, and you're talking, you're talking more just simple math than politics, aren't you? Right. You yeah. T- I mean, I, I, I just, I look at it as, yeah, it's mostly math. It's a little bit of psychology and politics and the media, the media is going to mute whatever, you know, <laughs> Like I said, I mean, to me, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable that not one mainstream outlet will touch 
the fact that we now know that mask mandates didn't do shit. That we forced our kids to wear masks in school for over a year for no reason. That uh, and and they and they're it's like you know they're afraid to upset fat people with the dangers of obesity. They're afraid to upset the morons that are still wearing masks. Do you think, John, there might be some problem? I know we I know we talk about this all the time, but there may some problem with the polling not capturing enough people like me who have voted Democrat our whole lives that are going to switch at least temporarily, if not permanently, this election. Do you think the polls might not be catching that? It's possible. I mean, I'm a it's a long time now, but I'm a former polling analyst for Quinnipiac University. This is Mm -hmm. an area Mm -hmm. I have some knowledge of and I've done pretty darn well in in predicting the only election I've ever come close to blowing was 2016. And I was not alone in that one. I I did think that Hillary would win. Um, But I called the 2020 election exactly correctly down to the Electoral College vote. And I do generally believe in in polling. Um, However, the, the core and you kind of allude to this, that at the core of especially a congressional preference vote is how do you identify yourself? Do you identify yourself generally as a Democrat or Republican? Well, you know, someone like you, I don't know what you would say, but like I'm just getting, I'm saying someone like you might say that they refer to themselves as a Democrat or maybe they now refer to themselves as a Republican. And there's no way to catch that that I've, I, I, affiliation has shifted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And exactly. so and, and so so they're working from a baseline of how many what percentage of Republicans there are, what percentage of Democrats there are, what percentage of independents there are. And that could have shifted without there being any way to fully understand that. Now, a pollster will tell you that they there's ways to control for that. I, I think that that's more art than science. And so I, I think what you're saying could have some validity i i would love for it to have some validity um i will say that you know on the on if you're trying to look at this from the brighter side generally republicans outperform the congressional preference poll fairly significantly uh, partially because of gerrymandering i mean democrats are a bit screwed because a a huge percentage of their vote is all concentrated in the cities. Right. So, so they don't, they don't get as much bang in the house uh, for, for their buck um, as Republicans tend to do. Um, And so do you you agree with me? The next thing I was going to say is, do you agree with me that especially with this coming election, if anyone's going to outperform the polling, it's going to be Republicans, not Democrats. Right. Well, I don't. I, I think it would depend on which polling you're referring to. I mean, um, well, the, the, the last prediction. Let's say Nate Silver's final prediction on the eve on on November seventh. That mm-hmm. if any Republicans will probably do a li- at least a little bit better than that. Well, Nate Silver doesn't actually do predictions. He he always covers himself with. Yeah, he, I know the polling. There, there, there's polling, a percent. Polling. There's no no. There's there's a fifty two percent chance of this, which means of course there's a forty eight percent. Right. Yeah. Of course. I know. Of something I know. else. I mean, that's not really a prediction. I, I I mean, Nate and I have had battles. We we have had horrible battles for many years. I hate his guts. Although sometimes he's he's dead on. He's actually better on COVID than but he's gotten much better than any other Democrat I know. Really, right, <laughs> right. Well, but, well, that's because the math was so overwhelming that even he couldn't he couldn't ignore it. But um, and uh, so anyway, uh, but they, to more directly answer your question, uh, obviously with, on which polling you're referring to, but 
I would like to believe that if there's a silent majority out there that's not being counted, it would be on the Republican side because there's a there's more anger on the Republican side. There's more fear on the Republican side. I, 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 I you know, it's I can't stand the fact that this is reality. But if you look at what the Democrats have done and I and I'm putting the DOJ in that category, which is sad that I, I put the DOJ now in the political camp. But when you look at what they did in Louisville to those white police officers mm. um, in in, uh, in in that case, in the Taylor case there, Brianna Taylor, uh, which a pure political move. Um, and then you and then you look at the, the Trump raid um, and then and you look at this, the climate change bill. I mean, all of it seems like desperate attempts to to gin up their base, to get their base excited Um and um, and so that indicates to me that they know that they have a problem with that regard. I mean, one of the more interesting polling data points that I saw recently, which was good for Republicans, is that and this was in a poll that really wasn't particularly great for Republicans, was that men are far more energized about voting in this election than women. Now, that comes after the whole Roe v. Wade thing by the Supreme Court where the conventional wisdom is that women are going to be enraged and, you know, ready to vote Democrat, punish Republicans. Um, that to me was, was yeah. good news and kind of shocking. Cause I can assure you it's, it's not minority men that are super energized about voting. It's white no, but, men. Yeah. But we know there are many anti-abortion women depends on where you live. In fact, uh, women often run that movement, the anti-abortion. No, movement. I, I, I agree with that. But I, what I'm saying is I'm going, I'm, I'm comparing, that data point to the conventional wisdom and uh you know women generally vote more than men in, in modern times and the fact that men and and i i have to believe that that means white men are are far more energized in it by a percentage basis than than women are that that bodes well for republicans well do you, uh, i was going to ask you but i think you pretty much answered the question of how much you think the roe v wade thing is going to factor in in any significant way isn't I, it, I, isn't I it kind of a wash john isn't it kind I of a agree, wash? i agree that it's a wash i i think yeah. that i i mean first of all none of the supreme court justices are on the ballot um sec- second of all um i mean i guess you know most people don't think about things as a state or a federal issue i mean i personally believe that the 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 anti row uh, decision is was incredibly overrated. I mean, it's not going to impact that much. Um, I, I mean, the number of people that will be quote unquote forced to get an abortion is going to be minuscule. Uh, you know, um, and and you know, for the vast majority of people, it might become a little more inconvenient. I guess. Um, well, but, but the Democrats also, are the ones who want to blow it out of proportion. I mean, they're right. the ones who are screaming the most. Well, yeah. well, I guess I guess the part of this that. I, there's so many parts of this I don't understand, but you know, Roe v. Wade uh, was a ruling from what I think 1973. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is, okay. Since 1973, birth control has gotten exponentially better, more reliable, yes. and we now have a thing called the morning after pill. Pill, yeah, exactly. And, and so, and so, to me, it's 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 amazing that the issue has not dramatically changed because of that. I mean, th- this is. The idea that somehow you should be allowed to, to kill your baby at like six months based on today's technology is just insane. I mean, I mean, yeah. uh, um, but 
you know, for some reason, the politics of this have not been altered very much by the reality. Right. And, 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 and you talk about women voting more than men. This is another reason why I was so optimistic. Uh, aren't women uh, supposedly, if you look at the polls and look at Virginia, what happened with Yunkin, aren't women getting upset? Aren't moms getting upset that the government's saying, we know what's best for your child, not well, you? Well, unfortunately, I think people's memories are pretty short. And, you know, I, I was, as much as I hate mask mandates, I was kind of hoping for Los Angeles to reinstitute the mask mandate before, <laughs> before uh, Ferrera got scared and realized no one was going to pay any attention to her. Because um, I, I think that if, you know, if let's pretend that liberal cities were all still under mask mandates in November, I, I just think, and, and some schools were, right? I think that would be a hell of an issue for Republicans. And it would remind a lot of, you know, suburban moms uh, as to what they went, just went through. But I think to most people, they think it's over. But John, uh, John, are, why aren't Republicans? I know I'm yelling at you. I'm yelling. I, I know you agree with me on this. I'm preaching to the converted. Why aren't Republicans saying that if Democrats win in November, in December, your kids are going to be masked again. Your cities are going to be masked again. The vaccine passports are going to be back. The lockdowns might come back if the flu and COVID and monkeypox all get as bad as maybe people. Why aren't they hammering this? That if Democrats win, it's going to be two, it's going to be 2020 all over again. Why aren't they scaring people? Well, I don't think it's a lie. I think there's a possible truth to that. That Democrats can be emboldened if they do well, better than expected in November. I I would like to see um, that strategy. Um, I think it's still possible we may see some of that strategy. My my interpretation of that has always been this: that Republicans look at the general polling on COVID related stuff. And it's not that great for them. Now there are pockets of people like you and certainly me that it is great for them. And what I think they have decided, and this is not irrational is that those people figure this out on their own. There's no need to scare off the person that wore a mask and doesn't want to feel bad about having worn a mask and but is you know feels like maybe democrats overdid it uh or i don't like the inflation uh you know i don't like the wokeness i don't like uh, chicks with dicks winning swimming events you know that, you know <laughs> yeah. you know you know that they don't want to scare off those people by you know being be allowing democrats to claim that they're anti-science and they want people to die. You see what I'm saying? That there, I think that there's a school of thought that Republicans realize that the 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 avid, passionate anti-COVID people are already in their camp, have figured this out for themselves, and they don't need any help. Um, and so there's more cost than there is to gain by going down that path. That's just my theory. It's a good theory. It's 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 one of the best theories I've heard. And, and, and that's what you and I have talked about a little bit in the past, which is that they're kind of afraid to go there, right? They're kind of afraid. They're still afraid of being called like pro-COVID. It's, it's idiotic as it sounds. I think you have a point. But right, which is, wait, and then that's why I was kind of hoping that Barbara Ferrero would, would the guts to, to reinstill the mask mandate. Of course, I don't live in Los Angeles County, so it was easy for me to, to yeah. uh, say that. But um I also it would have been fun to see no one pay any attention to her because I think even I think even Los Angeles was done. 
Uh, hey, John, San do, you if, do you mind if we take a call? Is that okay? Go for it. Sure. All right. Let's let's see if I can get this person on here. Is okay. Jenny Marie, I think Jenny Marie. Hey, uh, how's it going? Hey, hey how are you? Okay. I'm good. I I totally agree with what John just said. I don't think they need to talk about it. There is so much on alternative media, and if you want to go get the facts, you can get them. the The right does not need to pound. And any move that the left makes around COVID in the fall. I do think it's going to come back and bite them, whether it's a mask mandate or a monkeypox, whatever. You know, they don't need to do it. There's there's other issues that they can really uh, kind of motivate their base. And I, I really think the country is kind of marching to the right as we speak. So um, they just need to kind of tap into that energy. Where, where do you live? I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And do you feel that in your community? I mean, it's, Boulder's obviously a very liberal community. Yes, it's true. I'm one of the few kind of more conservative people in town. But um, we have a lot of closet conservatives here. It's a place where a lot of people are faking their progressive Mm -hmm. personality in hiding. They don't want it Mm -hmm. to affect their businesses, their relationships. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say I have my finger on the pulse of what's out there in the community because I really spend a lot of time online. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would say just generally, from what I've observed, um, people are done with masking. Uh, at church, like, for example, on Sunday, uh, people were still kind of asking, hey, can I shake your hand? Asking permission before reaching out. You know, um, they're they're kind of giving a nod to being careful. But there was only one family in the whole congregation that was masked. So I think mm-hmm. people are over it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So, Jenny, do you really think that if, if the Democrats... Let's say they do a little better than expected or whatever it may be, and the fall hits and COVID comes back and the flu and monkeypox all at once, horrible flu, COVID pox, and they start doing these mass man. You think they'll do you think they'll, it'll hurt them in what, 2024 as far as the presidential? I mean, is that what they'd be afraid of? No, I don't I don't know that it would hurt them politically. I just think people are done with it. I mean, the evidence is there that it doesn't work. It's more of a psychological thing. And so if you're really about protecting people from viruses, then, you know, you need to go with, with the truth. I, I believe that call that following the science. <laughs> you mean the actual science, the actual, yeah. the real, the real science, not the, not, not the, not, the, yeah. the and, fake hysterical science. So you think it's more of like the L.A. thing where people just aren't going to listen anymore. Therefore, why bother doing it? Right. Because they're realizing it. Especially regarding the kids, children, you know, we saw so many scandals with especially disabled children taped their masks on their faces. You know, I mean, there are lawsuits that have been filed around some of these things. And I just think people are done with it. Just don't want to comply. Okay, Jenny, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to appreciate it. All right. Uh, John, I think we're going to go to another caller here. We got Daniel. See if I can get Daniel on here. Uh, all right, Daniel, what's up? Yeah, h- hello, John, Mike. Um, hey, um, I'm not sure if I agree with with John's uh, analysis or not on why they're not talking more about um, COVID, whether Republicans or not, from a political um, perspective and political uh, strategy point, but from a uh, a moral and legal. Um, point. I think I think they have to, and they have to start doing it soon. We are going to see very much so 
the consequences of lockdown and masking and forced vaccination become more and more prominent. I mean, we already know about many of the consequences, whether people have connected them or not, as I think should be from a political point, should be uh, point of view, should be the job of Republicans right now. They should be connecting the lockdowns and the uh, forced vaccinations and people quitting their jobs, et cetera, um, and, and, and that government just handing out money to people. They should be connecting that to inflation. They should be connecting that to the recession. They shouldn't be uh, letting people try to figure this out for themselves because simply a lot of people don't figure it out for themselves. Because this is America, that's why. (laughs) And people can't always connect the dots here. I mean, John, do you see that as a point that maybe they should be doing this? Maybe I think we we, we talked about this earlier. I'm someone who would very much be in favor of them being more overt and aggressive about it. But I think that because the perception is that they're going to win, I think everyone's afraid of, of blowing it and, uh, you know, overplaying your hand. And, and again, I, I, and I think it's not accurate data, but I think that they have data that indicates that COVID isn't a, isn't a huge winner for them. Um, you know, it, it probably is a wash, uh, and so I, they probably feel like, you know, other other than going out, a few people going after Fauci, because I think Fauci's numbers are underwater now. But, um, you know, I, I think on the on the fringes, you'll see some of it. Uh, but I, I, you know, I think we all three of us agree that the biggest thing they ought to be doing, because this is not controversial and it's not, you know, pro covid is that the, the reaction to covid destroyed the economy and you, you're paying more for everything because of what we did during COVID. And, and I, I, I guess I, my final point on this is you, you've mentioned several times, well, if Democrats win, then, you know, by December, we're going to be going back to the, to whatever uh, we had before. That's possible. in, in certainly the deep blue areas, my greatest concern is this to me, I see the 2022 election as the closest thing we're going to have as a referendum on what we did during COVID. And if that referendum doesn't come back as a resounding fuck you assholes, then guess what? The next time anything like this happens, we're going to go through the whole goddamn thing again. And that's what concerns me most. John? Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, um, I have a question for you. Um, What what do you think is going on in blue states and cities with respect to self-harm? I mean, they are imposing these vaccine mandates on on themselves and on their citizens and mask mandates and and the severe lockdowns that they that they had more so in blue areas and in red areas. Um, And it caused them tremendous, tremendous harm and has done them absolutely no good. This is a self-harming that is going on here. What do you think is behind this? Do you think it's ignorance? Do you think it's politics? What do you think it is? Well, I'm not 100 percent sure I I understand exactly the question: Are you saying what's motivating Democrats to do vaccine mandates and and, and, well, they, and they, the they, lockdowns and? Yeah, 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 many of them must see at this point that they're that this is, they're engaging in self harm. No, 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 no. See, that's where you're wrong. They don't see it that way. They one because they haven't been told by anybody they trust that um, that that's the way that it is, uh, and two, and this is the most important point: they are deeply emotionally invested in the effectiveness of the mask and the vaccine. They put everything into that. And, you know, it's whether it's the sunk loss fallacy or whatever you want to call it, they put way too much into this to ever even consider 
that they are wrong. This is why every single Democrat, it's become comical. Every single Democrat that gets COVID yeah, immediately puts yeah. out a statement saying, thank I goodness I have that, the yeah. vaccine. I'm doing so much better than if I didn't have yeah. the vaccine. Right. That's right. a religion. That's a cult. Yep. A cult is not being self-introspective and thinking, boy, we really fucked this up. <laughs> that's, that's not happening. Yeah, right. can, yeah. Can 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 you imagine how much uh, worse off Anna Hesh would be if she hadn't had her vaccines? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. Hey, Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, John. But you see, Dan- Daniel's a regular caller, and he's he's like you and I. He doesn't understand. He sees the result of all this, which is that it's harmful. That's why he talks about self harm. How? How? It, it, but you're right. There's it's an occult mentality. You can't. Have that view from the outside that the rest of us see. You just well, especially, can't do it. especially when the media has systematically shut down and censored any credible conversation about what the impacts of the vaccines have been. I don't know. I mean, I'm vaccinated. Um, I didn't get any boosters or anything like that because I mean, I, I realized. Didn't need it. Didn't worry about it. And COVID is no longer a real threat to a healthy person uh, and all that. But um, so I'm not anti-vaccine, but I am outraged beyond comprehension that the news media and Twitter in particular systematically censors any discussion of some of the data that we have seen. I mean, for instance, why is there no curiosity about the plunging birth rate around the entire world? Exactly. I mean, that's no, right. No curiosity at all. Now, correlation <laughs> does not mean causation, but yeah. that's a hell of a correlation <laughs> for it to happen at exactly the same time when we're putting out a brand new vaccine that even Dr. Fauci admits impacts a woman's menstrual cycle. So I, 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 it's just astonishing to me um, that, that we're not even allowed to just, and, and I'm inherently someone who believes. If you're not allowed, literally not allowed to discuss something, then there's a really bad reason for that. Well, that, now, I, yeah, I, I agree. And and now we, I do want to talk a little bit about what happened yesterday and your, your opinion on, on that and how that how does what happened yesterday? And if, if you've been living in a tunnel or a cave somewhere, they raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, now, John, maybe you can clear something up. Is this a po- what, what I'm hearing this is about uh, basically articles and papers for a museum is that is that basically what we're talking about here well i and hate that, these i hate these stories where we don't really know um and so everyone's guessing everyone's reading the tea leaves everyone's giving their audiences what they want to hear um you know dan abrams who i used to work for at mediaite who's a well-known national legal analyst <laughs> on his show on news nation i thought he did a pretty good job last night with two two experts and you know basically their take was this can't be only what they're dealing with. There's just no way the FBI would raid the home of a former U.S. president based upon stuff taken from the National Archives. I, I mean, that just doesn't meet the standard of doing that. And, and therefore, there's a presumption that there's got to be something more. Now, rationally, that makes sense, except we've heard that so many times before regarding Trump, especially during the whole Russian investigation, that and it turned out not to be the case, by and large. And uh, and so I no longer have well the, the faith that 
well, trust the FBI, trust, trust the DOJ. They wouldn't do this for purely vindictive or political reasons. There's got to be something more. I mean, even Andrew Cuomo tweeted today, which is, which is shocking, you know, that, the, that they got to be more transparent. Otherwise, people are going to think, that, I'm paraphrasing, that this was a purely political maneuver. Uh, that's Andrew Cuomo, for goodness sakes. Well, John, so, my theory, my theory is the Al Capone theory, where they couldn't get him on anything big. So they're trying to get him on anything they can. Any small thing they can just to prove all this hasn't been wasted. But, time. Yeah, but th- that's not going to work. You can't you, you, you know, you can't call somebody Hitler for five or six years and then, you know, be this what they, they get you on. I mean, uh, that, that's just not not going to work, especially not when Trump has done a really good job of discrediting the, the DOJ and the FBI in the eyes of his cult members. Well, but if you don't come out with something like this, three months, 95 days before a midterm election, if you don't come out and say right away, we've got this, 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 and this, it's obviously just a, a political ploy. It's just, it's just, it's just banana Republic uh, politics because anyone, what, anyone can do this three months before an election and say, well, we're gathering information. Then after the election say, oh, nothing was there. We didn't, we didn't find anything. I mean, that's third world country bullshit, John. I, mean, I agree. I, I'm not happy about it unless, you know, they've, they've really got something and there's no evidence of that yet. I'm not saying that's not the case. I mean, you know, I'm someone, you know, I, I mean, I've, my father did a lot of business with Trump back in the day in the late eighties, early nineties. I've, oh, I've had loathed him for, for decades. I've met him briefly in a, an interesting conversation backstage at the today show back in, in 2013. Um, so I followed him forever and ever. I, I, I think in some ways he is incredibly stupid in other ways in, in the self survival, uh, elements, he's very smart and he's, he's very savvy and he, and he has pretty good instincts usually, uh, when it comes to his own survival. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to believe that he's, he would have anything lying around in his house that, um, that would really implicate him in something horrendous. Um, so, uh, but who knows? I mean, it, it, you know, we're living in such a strange time uh, that I, I mean that that story yesterday, in a in a in a pre-Trump era, would have been the biggest thing that's ever happened politically uh, since Watergate. And uh, and frankly, I'm not sure it's going to have any impact because I think people are so immune to all this now. Well, and when it, when we talk about, you know, right away, people talk about which base does this energize for November. And I don't I don't know if you can answer that. Right. Dem- Democrat. I think all these things, whether it's this raid of Trump or Roe v. Wade, I think we all the sides that were taken before the same sides we have now. Right. I mean, if you, oh, no one's no one's mind is going to be changed by this. All right. You know, I mean, what, you, what, what, what concerns me, though, what concerns me is what does this mean for what Trump's going to do? Does this mean that Trump is going to announce his presidential campaign before the midterms, which I think could have a negative effect on Republicans? Does this mean that he tells his people, you know, don't bother voting if the fix is in, which, you know, he basically did in Georgia? Um, You know, that that would be terrible. I mean, so um, and of course, the the, the biggest fallacy that Trump even tries to facilitate here, and, and I don't think Trump even believes this, is that somehow Democrats are trying to make sure that Trump doesn't run again in 2024. Trump is their only hope in 2024. Uh, well, but, if, but, 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 but I think saying, why would you do all this? You're not afraid of him. 
right? Why do why continue a year and a half after he's no longer president to do all this unless you're afraid? And the polls show that certainly against Joe Biden, Democrats should be a little afraid. I don't know. I mean, it's just so hard for you, me. Wait, do you you don't think you don't think Trump would have a great chance of beating Kamala Harris or oh, Joe Biden? I, no, I think I think he would probably be, beat both. I I right. I I, I wrote um, last November in media. One of my last columns for media. I, I said that as of today, no one has a better chance of winning the twenty twenty four presidential election than Donald Trump. So it would behoove the Democrats to take him out. And they're pretty much, John, if you, they, if you but, watch CNN, they're talking about no, that. They're saying this no. will solve the Trump problem. That's the way they no, call well, that's, that's, that. Well, that's, well, you know, it's hard for me to, to put myself in the shoes of Democrats because some of their thinking is diseased. But um, it, the worst thing that could ever happen to Democrats politically would be for, for Trump to somehow become ineligible to run for president. Because you know why? Because then he's no longer an issue for them. That's number one. And number two, it opens the door to Ron DeSantis to be the Republican presidential nominee in 2024. And that's a fucking landslide. I think think Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are the two people that Democrats are most afraid of, which is why they go after them the most. Of course, but they should be far more afraid of DeSantis because he's not destroyed yet. Well, he, I mean, my feeling he, is they'll try to take out Trump and make him ineligible. Then they'll go on DeSantis. Then they'll well, then go to DeSantis. Not Ron DeSantis is going to be a hell of a lot more difficult to, to take well, out than than Donald Trump. This, I mean, he, I mean he, you know, he served in the military. He went to Yale. Uh, he's, you know, he, he did a hell of a job during COVID. He's, he's a much better speaker and debater than Trump. He's way smarter. Uh, he's younger. I mean, no, good luck. I mean, you've you've explained every single reason and no baggage compared to Trump. You've explained every single reason why every Republican should be behind DeSantis. But if you look at the the polls in that that stupid straw poll in CPAC, Trump is like 80 points ahead. Well, CPAC is irrelevant. Um, But um, and, and frankly, even some of the scientific polls that even Trump has touted, are not as impressive as they look. I mean, I believe one had Trump in the low 50s and DeSantis like 18 or something. And that sounds like a total landslide, except if Trump was really basically what you're saying then is that 45 percent of the Republican base will not vote for Trump under any circumstances because because if they were, they would say him. Immediately, that would be their only preference. Would be and, and there are and, and CPAC doesn't represent. You're right. CPAC does not represent no, the, right, the general okay. voting public. Right, and, right. But know. so, but look, my biggest here. Here's what. Here's my short take on the 2024 Republican nomination. Um, I believe that DeSantis, if he ran and went head to head with Trump, no one else in the race would have a hell of a chance of winning. The problem is, if he lost, he would be toast forever because trump would would make him you know completely toxic to the base to the yeah. cult and his career would be effectively over you, you can't take out if you don't take out the king you get killed yourself right. uh, and 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 DeSantis is smart enough is smart enough to realize one that that's the case two that the 2024 election is going to be unique in american history never before ever before if assuming it's Trump versus Biden, which is the most likely scenario, never before 
has there been an election where we know both parties' nomination will be wide open in four years because neither will be neither winner will be eligible to run right in 2028. I, I don't think I don't think Republicans have I don't think anti-Trump Republicans maybe they will if he if he if he, if he announces have really hammered home enough how that's he's lame duck as soon as he wins. I don't think many I, I think there are a good percentage of Republicans out there who think he can run again, who don't understand. Well, to that point, <laughs> let me just that's one of the reasons I think DeSantis can win. I, I think that the one of the you know, if I were, were, God forbid, running Ron DeSantis's campaign against Trump is I would say um, to my fellow Republicans, uh, do you prefer someone who can run for and be president for eight years or someone who is a lame duck the moment they take office again? Do you prefer someone who's my age or a guy who's ancient? Do you do you prefer a guy who can post on Twitter and Facebook freely or a guy who's banned by both platforms? I right. mean, there, there's an argument to be made here that's rational. Well, you know, and I, I agree. I, told, I think we have a caller here. I think we have Sean. Uh, let's see. Hey, Sean, are you there? Yeah. How's it going? Um, it's an it, I mean, it's an interesting conversation. I'll uh, I'll just be completely candid. Very socialist. Uh, I, I, I very, I, I generally don't care about the political system at this point in time. I think Democrats are corrupt. I think Republicans are obvious, obviously corrupt. But, um, but I mean, it's interesting because I think Donald Trump did hit something in kind of the American psyche. I'm not sure, sure it's good. Wouldn't call it good, but, um, I'm not sure DeSantis can hit that very point. But at the same time, there's not much on the Democratic side. I mean, the only thing the Democrats have to offer is a weak opposition to the Roe v. Wade situation. And to be completely honest, the Democrats have failed for year on year on year year to actually sustain the Roe v. Wade situation through legislation. But at the same time, I think that's hurting the Republicans more than anything. But I mean, are like, but, but, but this is, but this is the main thing. Do you guys honestly think that any of this matters? Cause I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters. I mean, you want to talk about Trump DeSantis, you know, at the end of the day, there's so much kind of like uncharacteristic, um, conclusions about the United States right now that are happening. That I don't, I don't understand it. If it's going to even matter who's who's president within the next, you know, decade. I mean, the UN just came out with the climate report that said that anybody, if we as humans don't get our shit together within the next five years, the entire climate is destroyed. So, <laughs> you don't really how believe, much of that is going to really, matter? I mean, we're all really looking at heat waves right now. But, I'm in Colorado. Sean, let, let John respond to that. John, yeah. you, have to say that. you don't you don't really believe that, do you? I mean, they, they, the UN Climate uh, Committee has been putting out bullshit uh, predictions with increasing uh, emergency written all over them for decades, and they've never been correct. Um, and uh, you know, the idea that somehow because it's hot in August that this means that we're all going to die because of climate is just hilarious. But you've actually just made really? the great, really? great argument. It's hilarious. Have Have you and, seen the pictures from the Antarctic? 
like um, there there's there's actual pictures from the and like antarctica like okay. yeah are, are we and, 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 they- and antarctica had the coldest winter on record uh uh in the last cycle so um the the reality is that this is why we need a ron DeSantis because what Democrats, with the help of people like you, are going to do is they're going to look for the next COVID emergency. And I predicted early on in COVID that this was a precursor for the climate emergency. So if they could make us, they could dictate our lives via virus. They can easily dictate all of our lives, uh, you know, to save the world, to save climate. And everyone thinking this is another movie. Um, um, it's, uh, I mean, not, it's, it's cute. I was actually not in support of any legislation forcing people to get vaccinated, I actually believe in freedom. But, I mean, if you look at Miami, you guys actually have literal flooding there. Like, am I I delusional in that? that There's no flooding in Miami? Am am I wrong about that? Do I need to go look that up? Because I think they're flooding in Miami, right? Are you you for real? Do you you not understand that um, the climate has always, always provided floods, uh, storms, hurricanes, earthquakes, heat waves, snowstorms. There is never, ever, when, what year? Could you please tell me the year that this was this perfect climate in which it was 72 degrees every day, uh, 52 well, degrees I every mean, night? I, mean, I, I, would, I would also ask you, I, I would ask you if you love, like lost yourself in your own garage and left your car running. Do you think that would have a negative effect on your, you know, life and your ability to breathe? I don't think that the idea that by uh, billions of people using planes and cars might actually have an effect so on the climate. You're com- you're comparing. Hold on a second. You're such a yeah. moron. That you are no, no, no. Well, you, you, are you can go in the garage right now and turn on you your car for a few hours. Let's see who's right. a real moron. But go ahead. Continue. Hold on. Hold on. You are comparing. Go ahead, John. You are you are comparing the entire Earth's atmosphere with your garage that is closed. Yeah. For 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 like for like four hundred years. Yeah. I mean that's kind of crazy. Like four hundred years. Let me ask you. Everybody burning coal might have a negative effect on the climate. Sean, let me ask. Sean, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. And let me tell you, before COVID, I was on your side, Sean. I got to tell you, John, before COVID, I was on Sean's side on this climate change thing. But they lied to us. I got a big dick, so I don't care. But go ahead, go ahead, Mike. What's happening? I don't care about I don't care about your dick, Sean. But what I, I, I what I do matter. care about what You're I good. wait a minute what You're I good. do care about, Sean. How many times over the last thirty, forty years have we had climate emergency people say, "In ten years from now, there'll be no more world." In twenty ten, there'll be no world. How many times did they say things like that? How many times? Uh, I, I I actually I live in I, I'm actually a native a native of Colorado. We legalized marijuana. A whole bunch of people moved here. I actually remember when Colorado was Colorado. We had winter. We don't have winter anymore. I'm literally telling you as a person. I'm 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 around. I'm in my you know mid thirties right now. We no longer have winter in Colorado. I am telling you as a person who's lived here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. Do you do you, okay? Well, okay, you're okay, you're okay. you're not just a moron. You're high. So I mean, you're literally high. You oh my God! Know. What a great argument. I'm from Colorado. Okay. Obviously, I'm smoking weed. I mean, okay, is that so, is that the effectiveness of okay, your no. argument? Because of the fact no. if you think I'm the stupid one, 
I'm I'm actually I'm I'm laughing at you inside. But go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. I'm, go ahead, John. I'm, from, Colorado. I'm from Colorado. All, Am I getting would, secondhand high? Go ahead, John. All I would like to know from the global warming people is this: every year, my family goes to Yosemite National Park. Objectivity. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Every year, go my ahead. family goes to Yosemite National Park in Yosemite in, in Yosemite, California. The Yosemite Valley was created by a glacier which melted 10 to 20,000 years ago. Why the fuck did the glacier melt 10 to 20,000 years ago? Because it must have been computer data chips, obviously. Because the, the earth warmed as it has done numerous times in its history. And it cools and it warms and it is cyclical and we don't even know. We might be in a warming cycle of a general cooling trend. We don't even fucking know. In 19, the 1970s, they were telling us it was going to be another ice age. I mean, you people are so moronic and so easily manipulated and so want to believe that we're in a movie that this is the most important time in human history. Do you realize that our lifetimes is less than a blink of an eye in the history of the earth? That we, are, we have data for a blink of an eye yeah, I, the fucking data is crazy. You know, you know, like I totally agree because of the fact that carbon levels haven't been this high since the level of the dinosaurs, that's just crazy. But I'm guessing you think that dinosaur bones are put there by the devil to convince humanity of its own inferiority and lack of resources. What are you even talking about? Do you have any idea besides the fucking delusions that are taught at your local church about the actual science of any of this? Because, like, I was willing to play along, but at the same time, you seem too stupid to understand the basic fact that scientific data can be actually compar- like, uh, Jesus, words, words, words. Scientific data can you mean, not, mean it's like not, it not compromised, like but you know mass, what? Mass you know, listen, listen. talking to idiot, I, you're obviously compromised intellectually, but <laughs> composed and considered and constructed in very complex ways that takes information from vastly different fucking sources to actually bring a larger structure together over a large period of time, and that that large period of structural information can be used to actually evaluate the conditions of the world around us? Do you not know how science works? Or do you think that science is osmosis of your random delusions from Facebook? Which one is it? <laughs> well, first of all, I hope you enjoy your next hit, uh, which I'm sure is coming right after this. Oh, uh, no, no. I, 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 I'm drinking a little bit, but I still got a bigger dick than you, John. So and, 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 tell your wife. What, what, what is with you and the size of your phallus? I mean, you're obsessed with this. Because I can't bring myself to imagine somebody who chooses to be as stupid as you people and also not have a small dick. I, I just It has to be something, right? You, you, you I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mike. You actually, you've been nice. You've been nice, Mike. So this, I will not include you. I've been nice this just, time. Not always nice. Okay, so, okay. But it's just like, it's just like, I, I, I don't care about lying. What, why would I need to lie? So, oh, but Sean, 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 uh, you still haven't answered my question. Do you have any problem with those people who have said over and over again? And this is real. I, I could pull up YouTube clips now of people from nineteen. 19- Till now, saying ten years—if we don't do something, 
10 years from now, the earth is not going to exist. 10 years from now, we're not going to be here anymore. 10 years from now, we're all going to melt. These are real like people in the scientific community and politicians who have said these things over and over again for the past four decades. Do you not have any problem with those kind of alarmists? Hurting your message, which you believe is a real message. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they weren't taken seriously, and I have a problem with Nancy Pelosi more than anybody. And Joe Biden. I think mm-hmm. that if, if you want me to be completely honest, I think at the end of the day, the people in power are too scared to admit the truth of climate change, and that includes Democrats. So the Democrats are just here to play at like they're doing. Joe Biden, like, let, 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 let's make one thing 100% clear. This entire climate bill is utter garbage. At the very bare minimum, 300 million acres of fucking United States federal land will be open to drilling by Shell and other corporations in this hey, climate. Mike, I got to go. Hey, Sean, 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 hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Sean, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. John, yeah. John. <laughs> well, what the I hell think, was that? I think, well, look, well, John, there, there are a lot of people who believe like Sean that we are in a real climate emergency, you know, and, and things he said aren't just, you know, they're not just his ideas. We're hearing them all the time from Democrats, from from scientists on, on social media and on CNN and MSNBC. But my point is, is that this is the kind of thing we heard from so-called science experts during COVID, right? right. Look at it's that. Ra- look, at, look at that rally. It's going to be a super spreader. They're all going to be dead. Look at this rally. The super spreaders. They're all going to be dead. We're all going to die. We've heard this over. Vaccines will work. Masks will work. So we've been lied to over and over again well, by the quote unquote experts. I couldn't agree more. I mean, what we learned during COVID is that these experts are actually political activists. All uh, We learned that uh, in many, many ways. The best example was the fact that they allowed the riots to go on because they agreed with those, the politics there. By the way, the most recent good example, which you've tweeted about, is the monkeypox deal. They can't tell gay men uh, what not to do because right. the, that's against their, it's against their politics. And so, right. so we've learned that these people are not scientists. They are political activists. And by the way, that's why we have near unanimity among the so-called expert community on on virtually everything, because they are all part of a political movement. And everyone's afraid to go against the grain, against the herd, because they're afraid of getting run over and losing their positions, their reputations, their funding, uh, you know, their their plum spots at uh, at conventions and meetings and, and books and all that sort of stuff. That's the way this game works. And so, you know, when I hear, uh, you know, well, well, all the scientists agree, well, all the scientists agreed about mask mandates and they were wrong. And all the scientists agreed about the the vaccines stopping transmission uh, and they were fucking wrong and it wasn't close. And so uh, why, you know, to me, I, I unanimity is actually now a sign that you're probably wrong. Because of the political nature of it. And for, just for the record, uh, you know, as far as my view of science, I revere real science. My grandfather was actually a legitimately famous rocket scientist. You can look him up on Wikipedia, Hans Ziegler. Uh, and, and so it's not as if I am some sort I hate Trump. I, I, I revere science. That's also a great name, Hans Ziegler. It's a fantastic name. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which might, but, you know, John, you say it's like a movie to them. Well, David Sirota wrote the movie, right? He wrote right. the movie. <laughs> it's it's all, well, I, I think that's part of what happened with COVID. People thought that, oh, this is the, 
the virus movie that we've seen. And this is, you know, and, and, and we've seen numerous climate change movies. And, and anyway, you know, but Sean, people like Sean, and he's not here anymore, I don't think. I, I, but I think what, what, I, what, I heard, what I heard in his voice is, what is with the left with this anger? I mean, there's this incredible anger in their voice. And it's just, it's just like a, uh, uh, I don't know what it is. It's like a, a hatred, a, 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 almost a psychotic hatred for anyone who doesn't agree with them. And if you don't agree with them, you're anti-science. Automatically, if you don't agree with their science, you're anti-science. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think it's a mental dis- disorder of some sort. Um, whether it's a lack of intelligence, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I agree that it, it exists. Um, I just, you know, I, we're going to destroy ourselves over this issue. And I, I just wish there was some evidence that it existed, that we could do anything about it. If it does, if it was worth doing anything about it, if we could do anything about it. And, you know, and, and the best question I've heard recently about the whole climate change, global warming thing is what happens if what we do actually works and we make the planet too cold now? Now, of course, no one ever thinks about that because they all know what we were doing wouldn't do anything. But well, I, I think your description of the idea of we have such a small amount of data, we can only oh. go back so far. And, and that by, we're... The way, by the way, we not only have incredibly small amounts of data. Here's the part that no one wants to talk about. It. And this actually relates to my grandfather. My grandfather's claim to fame was he was integral in putting up the first U.S. satellite into space. Well, guess what? Because of the U.S. satellites in space, we now have a completely different way of measuring temperature than we ever did before. Now they, so you're comparing apples to oranges. Absolutely. Uh, and and so we really only have data from the last few decades that's consistent, which is nothing. Uh, I mean, it's just it's insanity. John, in, in, in wrapping things up, I know I told you an hour. We went over an hour, but in wrapping up, I know you're a man of predictions. You've been right a lot with your predictions over the last couple of years. What is your prediction for November? What will happen? <sighs> I mean, I, I, would, I would like to wait to the end to make my official prediction. But if I, as of today, I would say Republicans will end up with a probably about a 15 uh, vote margin in the House. And I think we, we might be lucky to still be 50-50 in the Senate. Uh, and that's I know. And, it, and by the way, I think we'll probably do very well on the state legislative side. Uh, you know, I think in state offices, Republicans might do better than they do nationally, which is counterintuitive because of Biden's unpopularity. Um, but on the on the on the bright side, I think that's probably the worst that Republicans can do, um, barring some black swan event, which Trump is capable of producing. So you think as far as the gubernatorial races go, it's going to be basically the same or do you think the republicans can pick up as far as guns? no i think i think republicans will do well on this on the state side i mean i haven't oh. done, gone through it i have i haven't gone through it state by state I so i don't know the the full landscape but i just i think that that's where covid can actually be more potent because that's those are the people that you know made the more dramatic decisions Excellent. So, All right. Well, we'll see if we'll, you know, we'll see if you're right. I hope I really hope that, like I said, I hope they're under polling this as far as the Republicans go and people like myself who have switched. You know, uh, I think I really think if you had told me 10 years ago that, Mike, 10 years from now, you'll be voting you know, all Republican, uh, this, you know, total Republican ticket, I'd say you're crazy on them. I might vote for independence. I might not vote, but I'm not going to vote Republicans. Well, 
I just did in the primary here, and I will again in November. And I'm really, really hoping that there are millions and millions of people like me that the polling just is not capturing. That, that's my hope. I'm not going to make hope, any I, I hope so, too. <laughs> John, thanks again. It was, it was good having you on. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. Okay. That's John Ziegler. Um, thanks, uh, thanks, John. Went over an hour. I told him it was be an hour, so I think I think Sean spoke so long it took us over an hour. Anyway, uh, I want to thank all of my callers, even Sean, and of course Jenny, and uh, and Daniel, and everyone listening. Uh, this has been and let's be heard tomorrow. I'll be back at the usual time. I'll be back tomorrow night, my usual time. Um, but this has been a great show. Thanks, John. Thanks for everyone listening, all the callers. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Mike Kachopoli, and remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Speak to you tomorrow.